0: Hill Morning Show. It's Bruins Thursday here on WEEI. It's Bruins Thursday on WEEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. Tucumaras sucked. I'm telling you, There's a trophy to my ass. That, that was bad. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. The hit by Tory Krug on Robert Thomas was just <laughs> thunderous. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. And he joins us on the Harbor One Hotline this morning. Good morning, Mike Milbury. How are you? What's going on?
1: I don't know. It's a little dry down here on the Cape, but uh, I, I heard you guys talking about the gas lines. It's crazy. I mean, there's, it's out on the highway. It's like 20 people in line trying to get some gas, and all of a sudden, we got a problem, right? Did you Did you lose power? I did not lose power, which was... The, the, nice because all around us and Sandwich and I guess Bourne and a few other places lost power we had a quick blip and then it came right back on thankfully we were just talking
0: about Jack Edwards uh, 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 complaining somewhat about the fact that they're not going on the road to do games and as a broadcaster or uh, as a viewer do you feel like something is lost uh, when it when it comes to the the commentary being done from elsewhere
1: well, first of all, I'll take it from Jack. he's complaining constantly, but in this case I think he's got a legitimate point when you're at the building, you get a much wider scope of of the game. You get to see the whole thing, and you know if you're if you're schooled at it and he's watched enough games to be schooled at it, it makes a big difference trying to get a, a the bigger picture and see see little nuances that might occur on the ice that develop into bigger things and maybe a goal so it is a it's a much tougher way to broadcast the game it's it's functional it's doable but it's it's clearly not optimal
0: and speaking of broadcasters how do you get canceled for what you said and tony romo doesn't get canceled for what he said
1: the other day i, I don't know i give up not really <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know it's really there's a lot of things that confuse me about my situation but there's i see a lot of things that people say and and it just uh you know, it it goes the other way. But uh you know that's that's in the rearview mirror and I'm so lucky that I got canceled because I could be on with you guys. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I mean, it's, Glass it's, half it's, full. Some would call that the bottom of the barrel, but we're glad we're delighted. We're, we're lucky to have you. We're yeah. we're delighted to have you. You're on with I, Big Bone Prince. I mean <laughs> it's a big morning for yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta look hey if you get a chance. Check out Wiggy's costume, whether you watch the show on Twitch or Wiggy's dressed as Big Boned Prince this morning, Mike. I don't know if you're a what Prince is that? Uh,
1: quadruple ecco, X Large or what? Yes.
0: Yes, yes it's, a, it's a 4X costume, and he looks great in it's it. It's not a Prince. You know. Like, he looks great. Um, I think on this program, I was reminded earlier that uh, you were talking a few weeks ago uh, about that Panthers team being sneaky good, and and they are. They're
1: they're fast. I thought after the first period, which was just okay for for the Panthers and just okay for the Bruins, I thought they dominated the game. I thought they were much quicker to the puck. They won the one-on-one battles, and they converted some down-low four-check action into some goals, and they, they earned it. I didn't think the Bruins were a threat, although I will say Bobrovsky, who runs hot and cold, was red hot last night when he needed to be, he made a couple of really big saves, unlike Omark, who was yet again leaky.
0: Yeah. I mean the, you the, know, they have it do they are, have a goaltending issue, the Bruins?
1: Well Swayman is the one they're gonna to start to lean on, I think, here if Olmark doesn't come around because, you know, when you see the goals last night, it's not entirely his fault. You know, there's a, a nice a, a nice forecheck by the Panthers and and the Marchman comes in with a, you know, a real quick goal. And, and there was another, but there was another lost coverage, Clifton lost coverage on a goal last night. Um, and, you know, it goes through Omar. Oh it's not like a, a, you know, pinpoint, top shelf, pick the corner, it's ideal. It just finds a way to get through them. Can you blame them 100%? No. But you need to stop there. You need somebody to come up big, and it's, in this case it's got to be the goaltender. And he, he's not... He wasn't able to do that. So Swayman, hopefully after uh, his last outing, which was not particularly good, can come back to form and do some damage. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. This is a tough stretch for them. You know, they've got a couple of tough opponents coming up and they need to find a way to up their game considerably.
0: Kyle, well, the Panthers are now, or sorry, Mike, uh, the Panthers are now involved in this Blackhawks issue with Kyle Beach, uh, hence why I called you Kyle. Uh, But the thing that jumped out to me right away with this is Kyle talking about how the locker room and everybody basically knew and that there were homophobic comments towards him, um, on the ice off the ice around the arena. So Blackhawks are going to have to deal with this for a bit, but NHL as a whole has kind of made a push towards the LGBTQ community being inclusive. How hard do you think this is going to be for the entire league?
1: Yeah, it's, based on the information that I have, and I have no idea how to weigh that information in terms of validity, but, you know, the the kid has come out, Ted, he's 31 now, has come out pretty strongly and and said he talked to people and told people about what was going on almost immediately, and they turned a blind eye to this thing, and it's just uh, very disturbing. It's going to, I mean... I guess Joel Quenville has an interview today. I mean, he's a well-respected three-time Stanley Cup winning coach, and now is his job in jeopardy? Does he, I mean, if, if the comments were, you know, how can we focus on our Stanley Cup run when we have this kind of scandal involved? And so that was the reason for not addressing it, at least immediately. That one is, oof, that's a, that's a tough one to take.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, I, I, uh, I feel like if, if, uh, if you're the guy running the organization essentially, and that's what you're saying to somebody who is telling you that they, they've been, uh, sexually abused, uh, you may end up uh, league wise being in, in, in significant peril there to get, when it comes to continuing to have a, a, a job.
1: I, I think a lot of people are at risk here and, uh, Dan Bowman was, you know, I, I, I can't say I feel bad for him because if he knew what was going on, even though it was just his first year on the job, he was handed a juggernaut. They were looking like they were running to the Stanley Cup finals and, you know, eventually win a Stanley Cup. But this is an issue even 10 years ago. Uh, we've gone come a long way since then in terms of consciousness, but I, I, I don't know how anybody could... Neglect to address this issue immediately and with a great deal of authority if 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 they actually had all this information, but this one's going to take a long time to sort itself out and I know Gary Bettman is now on a plane going to Florida he plans to talk to other people along the way with this it's a the whole thing is you know, and for this kid to watch is accuser through the parade and the Stanley Cup, you know, holding over his head and taking it to the kids in school, if it all comes to pass that he's telling exactly the truth that that one must be really difficult for him and it's difficult for me to conceive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think very similar to what we kind of saw with Joe Paterno on a smaller scale down at Penn State. Now, Mike, you've kind of been talking about this since the start of the season. Last night, Stadnika gets the second-line centerman spot. Um, Why do you think they went that direction so early in the season with Charlie Coyle?
1: I guess they didn't see enough with Coyle in the middle. Maybe Stadnika, who had a a terrific training camp, uh, was convincing enough to give him the opportunity. But they had a couple of sort of stumbles in the second line didn't look like it was going too well. I thought they would have given it more time, but they obviously felt they needed to make a change. Last night, I thought Stadnicka was okay. He was in on the forecheck on that one fluky goal that Coyle scored from, you know, I hear people say it's an impossible angle. If it's an impossible angle, it can't go in. It was an impossible angle for Coyle if he didn't ricochet it off the defender's leg, but uh, it was all in all a fluke. Uh, But other than that, I saw I saw Sidnika sort of struggle with the skating. I don't know if it was just one of those nights, but he didn't look like he had good wheels. He did have a pretty good opportunity in the slot one time, but jury's a long way out on this kid.
0: Now, now, is it a good thing to do? We see it in other sports, and I don't think it's a good thing to do, but could you see them bouncing back and forth between Coyle and Sidnika every few games? And do you think that's a good idea?
1: It's not optimal. I, I would say that they want to find somebody that sits in there. This this is not like this problem didn't just pop up. It, up, it popped up the day that David Krejci said he was going back home to the Czech Republic to play, and uh, anybody who watches the Bruins knew that this was going to be an issue. Um, I think they need to have the patience to stick with one or the other. For at least a month or so, and give him give them a chance. And Stadnik a real young kid. Coyle's been around the block a time or two. You probably get a quicker answer on his ability to do it. But Stadnik needs some time. And if they didn't think Coyle could do it, really the only other decent cho- cho- uh, choice they have is is Studnika. And and if he's not ready, that means Don Sweeney's so going to start working the phones.
0: Mike, you said they're probably going to start uh, relying on Swayman a little bit more if this keeps playing out. From what you've seen so far, is this good for Tuca?
1: It's not bad. I mean, if Almar <laughs> if, if continues to show the holes that he's shown, they can't rely on him if they really have legitimate aspirations to go deep into the playoffs. And if Swayman doesn't bounce back, and everybody tells me his character is such that it shouldn't be an issue, and that he's going to be fine. But if, if he doesn't bounce back, then, yeah, absolutely. Tuca, especially at a bargain basement salary, has to become an option. And that's what he said. If, if they want me to play, I'm going to play in Boston, and then I'll play for the minimum. That, that'll be put to the test. <laughs>
0: <All> right. <laughs> I'm going to change real quick if they stop playing bad, uh, lean and, and Swayman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Mike, always awesome to have you on, and we will talk to you again next Thursday.
1: You got to Stay dry, guys. See ya.
0: All right. That is Mike Milbury on a Bruins Thursday. Andrew Razor Raycroft during the midday with crashing Keith today. And Jack Edwards this afternoon with Lou and Christian.